because the soul of this nation is strong, because the backbone of this nation is strong, because the people of this nation are strong, the State of the Union is strong. Some of my Republican friends want to take the economy hostage. I get it, unless I agree to their economic plans. All of you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. With the support of the families of victims, civil rights groups, and law enforcement, I signed an executive order for all federal officers banning chokeholds, restricting no-knock warrants, and other key elements of the George Floyd Act. Let's commit ourselves to make the words of Tyler's mom true. Something good must come from this. Something good. And two weeks ago, during the Lunar New Year celebrations, he heard the studio door close, and he saw a man standing there pointing a semi-automatic pistol at him. He thought he was going to die, but he thought about the people inside. And in that instant, he found the courage to act and wrestle the semi-automatic pistol away from the gunman who had already killed 11 people in another dance studio. 11. He saved lives. It's time we do the same. Banned assault weapons now. Ban them now. I'm committed to work with China where we can advance American interests and benefit the world, but make no mistake about it. As we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country, and we did. Interesting podcast with my dad and his friends. Nobody's winning on the road this year. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Do you mind? You want to shut your window? Uh, I opened your window because it was hot. Well, I'm sorry. I opened the window because I was hot and sweaty. And uh, thanks for room. letting us hang out in your closet, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I like what you've done with the place. <laughs> uh, hang on. No. Now try it. No, don't pop it. It was supposed to be uh, pop, pop. It was muted. Pop, Try it. Pop. No, don't pop it. Oh. Speak, Brian. Oh, hello. <laughs> Mayday. And we're off and running. <laughs> I feel like we need to get like adjustable microphones, like John Adams over here. Mm. <laughs> you can adjust it however you want to. It's okay. All right, let's see. Okay, you're the guest of honor. Whatever you need, <laughs> yeah, is well, yours. Do you need a hot towel? Did you a like sweaty sauna? No, I'm okay. Is your is your your drink cold enough? It is. We can get you some it, ice. It, it is necessary. ice cold. It, it popped when the uh, when I opened mm. it. You know, it's awesome. It's beautiful. Do not disturb his own. I am so excited to uh, be back with uh, hey. not only you fellas, but I'm excited to be talking with Eric again. I'm excited Eric's here. So, yeah, Stephen, Derek, Brian are in the studio with Eric. It's because Julie didn't want to do this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She Julie's is, got more important things to do. She, she has says. pretty much Nick's coming on the podcast from now on. So, 
She did it one time. Yeah, I know. I was here. For you were that here one. for that one. You were here for that one. And she's like, "Yeah, I don't want to produce." Well, the problem was she came in here, and then the next day she's at the grocery store, and she's being swarmed by people that heard her on the podcast. Not, <laughs> not, in Vince, but not so much. You know, we don't want to put that on her. Not she's just so trying much. to do good in the world. You know. All right. So. I also love that we have the. Uh, that we have the cameras on tonight. We are trying the cameras, except for my... Where are they at? <laughs> my, my iPad storage is full. So what does that mean? <laughs> it means I have too much crap on this. All right, so let's manage it. I'm going to have to restart this video. Oh, there's the cameras. I uh, got the GoPros going, and then apparently my iPad is... <laughs> if we want to tilt the uh, camera to the, the right a little bit, we might get Brian a date. Can <laughs> <laughs> we turn this into, like, what, the Joe Rogan show? Where they're, uh-huh. like, lounging. Lounging. Yeah. Chilling. Yeah. Brian, thanks for letting us use your closet, by the way. <laughs> yeah, anytime. It's a very comfortable, very homely kind of feel. Did you take out all your hanging clothes for this <laughs> for this episode? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, 215 videos. Wow. And 1,700 photos. Let's delete some stuff. Mm. Is that on your uh, cloud? No, that's on the iPad. Oh, jeez. Yeah, let's, let's just delete it all. Is there a way to delete all? You don't want to delete all of it. You dude. might have some sentimental photos in there. No, social media, dude. It's got it. It's fine. Social media. We could, we should do an episode on social media sometime. Yes, we should. That'd be a good one. Put it on the list. Out of all the other things that we're talking about. Right. So, Eric, what have you been up to, man? What have you been up to lately? I haven't talked to you since the, uh, you know, the campaign. Yeah, I think you were back in here in between. I couldn't make it. But what have you been up to when, in your spare time? Well, finally, finally catching up with stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, you had the holidays after the campaign, um, after the election. <laughs> we had my oldest is three, and he's in school at the um, he's in the early childhood development center, and so you know kids are getting sick. So we ended up he ended up getting the flu. So we all got the flu. Of course. COVID. So we all got COVID. <laughs> Lots happened since then, we yeah. <laughs> And then we got something then we got something else. Oh, we had RSV. So we got well, literally so got all three we got, of them, we got the so big yeah, we triple had the, play there. Yeah, it was rough. Trifecta. Man. It was super rough. And then so we got it and then um so like he would get it, then I would get it, or my wife would get it, and then mm. we have a now he's I guess 20 months old but he would get it and then so it's just like taking you're just constantly trying to take care of everyone then my mother-in-law is trying to help out and she gets something or like it just never ends it's a vicious yeah. cycle yeah. yeah i was on uh i was on a plane a few different times over the past week and a half and half the plane's just hacking i mean it's it's everywhere whatever mm-hmm. one of the big three but it's not as bad though see and that's just it like i was talking to my boss about this today like it's flu season it's still covid but it's not as bad why the hell am I still masking at work? But I work in healthcare, so you know, mm. it okay. just—it's so stupid. Protect the people, but not all healthcare masks. Like, my, like my wife when she was um, working retail pharmacy, they don't mask anymore. Correct, and most doctors' offices have stopped masking. It's hospitals. Yeah, it's it's inpatient or outpatient um, that deal directly with patients face to face that could potentially have COVID. Yeah, so you, you're coming in for a chest CT. Yeah. Are you shortness of breath because you're got? You're a smoker because you got COVID. Which one? You know, mm-hmm. so or both, or both. <laughs> that is true. It's possible. It could be both. It doesn't have to just be one. So this, now that we got that camera up and going, whoops, uh, is the long-awaited El Presidente 
Yeah, so where did so was this your brainchild? So this one, this episode was my brainchild. Let's talk uh, about we it. Were, why why we're, talk about the president? Well, we the the concept came up when uh, I was at the gas station. All play, you do the best thinking when you're trying to pump gas when it's like five degrees outside. Uh, and there was one of those stickers that said, "Do you miss me yet?" And it was like Trump. And then, like a, like a week later, I saw another one. It was like, I did that. I did that. I did that. It, was, it was Biden <laughs> pointing saying, I did that. And so the question that I had, uh, which I had brought up to everybody, was uh, what is the actual president's responsibility? How much influence does he have in mm-hmm. the economy, uh, the state, and everything like that? Is a lot of it show? Because I can tell you right now, from the State of the Union last night, from the clips that I heard, a lot of it is just sh- more showboating. He has no real authority in any of that stuff. And yet he's spouting off like, you know. All presidents do. The prior one did that, too. The one before that did it. They take credit for good stuff, and they get blamed for stuff when it's bad. Mm-hmm. But what is their actual role in, mm-hmm. in that stuff? So yeah. that's well, this. One of my thoughts is I feel like some things are far more cyclical than dependent on whoever's in office at the time. Yeah. Like, like the economy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I remember... In, uh, was it the summer of early 2008, the summer of 2008, we had $4 gallon gas and there was a Republican in office, which, you know, I don't necessarily, I don't, I didn't dive into why gas prices were high at that time. So I can't say it was his fault or not his fault, but it just seems like, it just seems like the president Whenever gas gas prices, especially whenever gas prices are up, it's like oh well the president did this. It's like well in like oh this okay another one that got me was jobs. Uh, president's touting in the last two years we've added this many jobs to the economy and we've done so great. Like again, this is my more Republican and more liberal or libertarian side. The government doesn't add jobs; businesses add jobs. I get there's some policies that help businesses mm-hmm. develop better, but in the end of the day, it's not the direct government's action that causes those jobs to be added to the market. It's er- probably Eric's actually more their inaction. Yeah, po- <laughs> let, yeah. let yeah. the market do its let thing. Let the market do its mm-hmm. thing. Probably. So Eric's, Eric's looking at me like, yeah. no, you're wrong, Steve. Eric's, well, <laughs> Eric's ready to go. <laughs> Eric's ready to go. I, think, I think like what what people don't realize is that just because you a new president's elected, it like Trump took credit for Barack Obama's economy, essentially. And Joe Biden is taking credit for things that may or may not have happened in Donald Trump's economy or just the whole situation. And I don't think, I think people think one president is done. He's done January, whatever. (laughs) And then the next one's sworn in. And at noon, it's like we're, one person stuffs out the door. The other one stuffs getting moved in. They're yeah. signing executive orders. Everything's going to change, and it's definitely not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the when Bush switched over to Obama, that was a good example of Obama inherited a mess of an economy that was essentially a depression. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a delayed recession that. George W. Bush kept on putting off and putting off through certain policies as gov- that his um, 
cabinet, I guess, or in Congress were putting in place. And Obama had to deal with all that. And it's like it didn't just turn over. It took, I think it took him at least a year to get things back running. And Obama had a great economy his eight years. And then Trump comes in and essentially continues that. He doesn't really have to do much. He'll say, I cut, I'll cut taxes for businesses or for the working person. Well, that stuff, when you cut taxes, it takes a while for all that to actually go into effect. And so say they cut taxes this year or whatever. You may not see that until next year. And so you're gonna you're not gonna have that money till next year, and then maybe that next year is, you know, another president or something like that. And I think people often get their hopes up that it's just gonna turn over. Like no one's talking about the price of gallon or the price of gas right now. It's essentially it's gone down since before the election and then and inflation essentially is going down slightly too it's not republicans aren't talking about that they're talking about hunter biden's laptop again well yeah and it's like this it's like okay are you just waiting another year to talk about it or <laughs> right. well did you depends. realize yeah depends on what the i mean any caravans keep coming? Jobs. <laughs> no. there any care but that but that the whole lead up to the midterms was inflation 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 and it's like that even if you switched out Congress to a republic, a whole Republican Congress. You switched out the president. Nothing was going to change overnight, and and a lot in things like inflation. That's a lot of the Fed, and the president doesn't necessarily have the the president and Congress, and definitely not the Supreme Court. They don't necessarily have the power to determine what the Fed does. They can sit there and talk to them. But it's I, I think the Fed is an independent agency, which means Correct, which yeah. means they don't have the president can't just be like, hey, Fed chairman, let's increase interest rates or let's lower interest rates. Um, and I think one of the presidential powers there, it's essentially an informal power, is they can negotiate. They can say, I'm going to veto a bill from Congress. That was going to be my question. What kind of influence can it, the president it, have on the Fed? It, it's a Really, I don't think he has any. In, he can negotiate. He can maybe suggest things. It's being an independent agency. I don't even think he can get that that heavily involved. Uh, I think the Fed is essentially separate organization. It's kind of like you don't really. You're not supposed to mess with your attorney general's office. Well, that <laughs> that is normally that's normally a separate kind of thing. Um, well, if you're not trying, you're not going to mess with. It. Yeah, and so. Even the Republicans, when they were running, that they were going to lower inflation, lower inflation. They they didn't they they didn't have a plan because there essentially is no plan. And we're we're living when we're talking about inflation, we're living in a very unique time where obviously our dollar is not tied to gold. We have gold supposedly, <laughs> but our but our dollar is not tied to it, and we just keep printing money. And no one really knows what happens because no one in no country in modern times has gotten to this point. That's one of the reasons the UK, when they were in the EU, they still had the pound as their currency, not the euro, because they didn't want to give up their ability to print money and control their economy that way. While all the other European countries were like, well, our currencies may not be as good, things like that. But no one really knows what happens with the dollar if something i mean it's the worldwide currency essentially and our bond our government bonds are owned by countries all over the world yeah and no one really knows what happens at a certain point like we have debt we have a huge amount of debt like is 
are any of our major owners of our debt, like Canada, Mexico, China, Japan, are they ever going to call it in? Probably not. Well, that's where I, I, I like to think that, well, what if China gets pissed and they're all of a sudden like, you owe us for calling you on the debt, but they wouldn't do that because we're so tied into their economy, right? Yeah, it's the same. It's China's the new Japan, and, so, prior, and prior to that, it, w- it was another. It was another country and another yeah. country. Um, China's not going to call on that debt because. So where does it stop? It never. It probably will. It never just stop. keeps going. Yeah, you can yeah. say we're we're pushing down this. We're pushing the debt bubble down to another generation or another, and that's. Essentially, I mean, that's true. Our state governments all are supposed to have balanced budgets. Almost every state has a balanced budget amendment. Missouri does. There's ways to get around it that they that they circumnavigate that in clever ways. But essentially, we have a balanced budget just for just blank terms. Um, the federal government doesn't want to do that. Um, actually, the ability to run up debt is actually kind of an advantage for us because you could pass a $1 trillion bill for infrastructure, um, which that is actually government creating jobs. When you're doing infrastructure, that's a little different than... I love infrastructure. And I mean, if you're building roads, bridges, typically that stuff is actually... You know that's government-funded job creation because all those crew, all those companies need to hire people to do said jobs. That um, was a you're wrong, Stephen. <laughs> that's what that statement was. They're, they're <laughs> not entirely wrong, but dummy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just, I mean that's really the main one is the is infrastructure. I mean, things that like um, rural broadband in Missouri has been a huge topic. And they and people like to compare, which is true, to electricity or telephones prior to that, where the private or public companies aren't going to make enough money by running you one line out every mile or two miles to that homestead. And so what they're doing is, so what they need is government to essentially run those lines and they'll take care of it. Um, and then they'll and they'll make money, and that's a government investment, and that person gets internet now it used to be phone it used to be electricity um and that also i guess is is creating jobs too all right but interesting so you, you remember the um when you're driving down 364 you've got the crooked creek sign you were talking about little stickers that you saw about uh, yeah. i did that and you missed me yet mm-hmm. you remember the crooked creek sign that had the hillary sticker on it no <laughs> i don't you know, that oh at? man headed west on 364 i saw it every day oh. going home I'd laugh every day. It was hysterical. What did it say? Well, just the sign was for Crooked Creek, and it just had a Hillary picture right underneath it. Oh, and those gas pump ones were funny, too, because it's like... You I do, did that. You do know that it's going to go... Like, the price of gas varies a lot. Right. Um, I mean, I remember when I was in high school, and gas jumped up to, like, 336. I'm like, gosh, this is rough. The and thing then, 336? Yeah. When were you we in high school? Well, Because um, it was 99 cents when I was in high school. <laughs> Well, that I, was late 2000 or late well, 90s. I'm, I'm going to be, what am I, was it an even year, odd year? Odd year. I'm going to be 35. Okay. <laughs> Not that much. I remember coming home from my He's senior. He's from Indiana, though. So yeah. My yeah. senior class. Northern Indiana. The, ga- the gas. 89 cents. The gas is crazy. It's crazy. When my family comes down here, they're like, man, gas is cheap in Missouri. And I'm like, everyone down here is complaining about it. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. like, you get, because we're up and around Chicago, uh-huh. and, and it's just, I mean, you think about all the gas is coming in from the coastlines, and it's going up. Gas is a whole other podcast. I mean, anytime you can base stuff on futures, I mean, that's that's so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. You know, how, like, the same 
product that's in the truck or it's on the ship on the way over, it goes up in value as it's in transport, not based on what it was bought at when no. it left. It's it, that, that whole situation and the whole, is so And the whole gas issue wasn't a, even an oil issue. We had they were pumping oil. Yeah, it was it was a refining issue, mm-hmm. and I again people don't necessarily think about it that way. They just think oil, gas, whatever. But right. that oil has to go to a refinery, mm-hmm. and that that's where they're having issues because it's the same thing with baby formula. When that whole thing happened, and the president Biden was getting flack for that. Well, there's only a handful of companies that make baby formula. Yep. And and the Target brand and the Walmart brand, and they're all the yeah, same brand. Every, they're all the same brand. Yeah, they're different labels. Yeah, they're Co- all different Co- labels. Costco, every single brand is coming from a couple companies in the U.S., but there's also, obviously, um, other countries have their own baby. But we try to almost protect that here in the U.S. We do that a lot. We try to protect our, our industry, just like when President Biden last night said that, all of this infrastructure money, all of these roads and bridges are going to be 100% made with American products. I'm not 100% sure he can even, he signed an executive order, which is one of his powers that can be overturned in the next by the next president. But I don't even think for any given project, you can get 100% of all the material just for that project from the U.S., and that's just, it's one of those things where it's not, yeah, it sounds good in right. a State of the Union speech. Yeah. But the actual application of that policy is almost impossible. Well, and also going back to the oil, um, I mean, first of all, gas prices, the only reason they went as low as they did during COVID is because nobody was traveling. And, Supply and demand. Exactly. Well, they, yeah. no, they, no one was traveling, and they had pumped all that oil. Well, and the and price so, of a, a, the barrel oil, an oil of barrel, a barrel of oil, <laughs> a barrel of oil went down into the negatives. Yeah, where they were, essentially, they would pay you to take a barrel of oil. <laughs> well, and, th- and that's when when President Trump is saying, "Well, I've got you know gas prices under me were so and so," or like, "Well, COVID under you also wasn't very good." So, do you really want to? How do you want to compare this? It's all semantics, yeah. and it's all sh- it's showmanship. Yeah, yeah. You can like like with numbers, you can take whatever's going on in the world, and you can spin it to be positive or negative. And to your point, Brian, I think there are a lot of things that are cyclical. I mean. The economy is going to do what it's going to do. Now, you can get in the way of it, or you can pass legislation that maybe stifles some growth, and you can screw with it, but jobs are jobs. I mean, if the market needs jobs, they're going to go, mm-hmm. and you're going to take credit for that. Or if it goes through a downturn because nobody kept an eye on certain sectors and they got out of control, it's going to naturally correct itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. And you can either jump on top of it and yell and say... Look what my predecessor, or look what my, you know, my predecessor did. Look what I'm doing. But it's like it's going to happen regardless. Just manage it accordingly. Mm-hmm. But you got to get votes. Yeah. It's all about getting votes. Really, really, the Campaign. the big thing is is like regul is regulations. Are there regu- like the housing crisis of you know 2006, seven, eight? That <laughs> yeah. that whole implosion was. Uh, President Clinton and President George W. Bush passed certain policies. That essentially allowed for that to happen. Right. They allowed the subprime mortgage market to be created and sustain itself. They allowed they allowed mortgages to be traded on on the stock market. It never used to be that way. Mm-hmm. They allowed um, 
they allowed the combination of investment and savings banks, which you don't think you're like, oh, well, I mean, that makes sense. But it's like, actually, they used to be separate. You had an investment bank that had their own, that had their money. They invested in however they want. And then you had your savings banks, which everyone thinks I've got a savings account. My money goes in there. Mm -hmm. And you can, they were adjusting with the cash reserves. So these banks no longer had to were combined and then they could keep lower cash reserves so that so it just kind of they create through policy and mm-hmm. through regulation they create they allowed a crisis like that to happen and that was that wasn't just democrat that was republican mm-hmm. vice versa over a period of time over essentially lobbyists probably got most most of that done listening to you talk about like telling the story of what actually happened during that time mm-hmm. it is unbelievable that we got to a point where we thought it was a good idea to combine those two entities. That's like having a business that's in that. That's why businesses spin off so yeah. that they're protected. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, that, that's it, crazy. And, and that and that legislation that was in place that was that was that was Biden's fault. Well, no, <laughs> yeah, no that 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 dates back to like the Great Depression. I mean that that's like old old uh-huh. legislation that that had always been in place. It's kind of like. Um, I saw Nick Schroyer tweeted out about Joe Biden wanting to get rid of, rid of assault weapons, and Nick Schroyer's comment was, "Well, what's what what do you define as an assault weapon?" And someone replied back, which is true. Anything. Let's use the definition of the 1994 assault weapons ban, or you could go back even farther to Reagan and his and his the Brady Bill. Yeah, and, and or the like, NFA from the 1930s, which talked about machine guns, short barrel, yep. short barrel shotguns, and short barrel rifles. Like we've already done this. It's just been undone over time because people, because special interests have gotten involved, mm-hmm. and like the NRA never used to be what the NRA is. It, it, it's turned into this political organization, but it never used to be like that. It used at to be all. gun enthusiasts. Yeah. What What is NRA's mission statement? Like, what I, are, I don't I don't know what their mission statement is, but I know that uh, now they're doing a lot of lobbying and a lot of, you know, call your congressman and donate to our cause as we're trying mm-hmm. to do stuff. It used to be firearm safety, um, like you know, they have a program for kids to learn how to be safe mm-hmm. using firearms. Um, on board. On they, board. They have a yeah. They do have a lot of training programs. I'm mm-hmm. not sure how in depth a lot of them are, um, but yeah, they do have that that as, aspect of them that I think is probably their original intent. But I mean, just yeah. like just like big pharma, just like uh, other industries, the gun industry, all these, you have to have a political arm now in order to push your agenda and push your policies, so that somebody in Washington will listen to you in order to get your. Uh, favorable um, and and it's not even just guidelines. it's not even washington when i was running um i mean you took takes a quick google search to find any any number of organizations the nurses association obviously you have teachers various teachers associations you've got any number Labor, of, Labor yeah, any number of unions that are unions that are very specific in what they do larger union organizations you've got you've got very um state I guess centric, um, like Missouri gun un- or gun organizations mm-hmm. that have their own arm too. So I mean, it, it's a cr- it's a cr- you have grocery store uh, organizations. I mean, yep. any any number of franchise organizations, and they're all fighting for attention from from our representatives and senators. I think a lot of that probably starts off so you don't go. I mean, if you're not. What do they say? If you're not adapting, you're dying yeah. kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I bet you a lot of that starts off as like, we need to protect ourselves and make sure we have representation. But then 
you know, dollars start to show up. Well, and then I like, I'm curious why, how these organizations make their money. That tells you a lot about them. Like with the NRA, how do they make money? Do don- they, donations. It's or all donations. Memberships. Yeah. Okay. And membership fees. Okay. Um, Cause I get a phone call every year to every three months to unions, renew my membership, mm-hmm. but I haven't done it yet. A lot of the union money is, um, they're voluntary funds. So like if you're a union member, a lot of times you can just volunteer or you can mm-hmm. just, it, that I guess a donation. Some of it is also um, mandatory, and then a mandatory um, donation. Yeah, like part, yeah, like part of your fees or or whatever yeah. to be to be in a union. Um, but like an- another good example is the realtors in the IP reform in the state of Missouri. They're already saying that they're up in arms about it, and you don't really want to piss off the realtors association. They're pretty powerful, and they're because they use the IP reform to make sure that their model of business doesn't isn't too terribly affected sure. um, by what's going on in Jefferson City and so there that's normally they've come out already and said like we are against uh, IP reform in in what's Missouri. IP reform initiative please. petition process oh. Is that, oh, is that the I one? thought it was intellectual property but yeah no in uh, initial petition uh, which is so like it's how you get um, Legislator, it's how you get stuff on the ballot. Oh, okay. so like, the, me, so like yeah. medical 80, marijuana, mm-hmm. recreational marijuana. So stuff that the politicians don't want on the, the right, ballot, the right, but the uh, people do. What's the <laughs> vote no or uh, yeah, stopping. They we blocked right to work, Medicaid expansion. Uh, those are just, I mean, those are all people consider those like liberal Democrat, yeah. but all of that passed in Missouri because of IP. Um, and so what they're trying to do is make it more difficult to get that stuff on the ballot. Would you say that it's trying to make it more difficult for the will of the people to just be, there's not as many filters? The silly thing is, yeah, the silly thing is, so like if you, if anyone remembers their ballot, you're talking about like a handful of pieces of legislation that come on. Um, the last election was, uh, recreational marijuana, which some Democrats came out against the democratic state party didn't make a stand on it, which was kind of unusual. Um, the Republicans were saying it's adding like 30 pages of legi- or of um, text to our state constitution, which I think like 20 of those pages was just the medical marijuana portion, and they had to like make some edits on it. But it was essentially the same legislation that had passed a couple of years prior. They just had to add it in, and so it's kind of it's all if it's getting on the ballot, it needs you know like 51 percent to pass. Mm-hmm. And the just majority to pass, but your your um, citizens are voting on it. So why does it matter? Like if, if they want to vote to hand every person a gun in the state of Missouri, and it gets fifty one percent, so everyone gets a free gun, is that really yes, please? <laughs> well, I, I mean that's that, <laughs> that's just me though. <laughs> to me, it's just it's silly because like why are you the will the people want that? Yeah, so therefore, why are you arguing about it? Their right. argument is that it's too easy to get on even though i mean there's plenty of petition i mean i think if you actually did an analysis of the secretary of state actually is the one that's in charge of getting the as putting them on the ballot you know getting all all the information done and i mean like i said only a handful get on there every every election and we have you know probably 50 to 100 that start the process and never get there so are they racing against time to get like to make it harder to get, say, an abortion issue 
Probably. on the ballot. Probably. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Hmm. That's really interesting. interesting. I mean, I, I see it. I see it kind of even though we segued off presidential power. Just going to say no, we, gonna, we were way off topic. Hey, we're going. We're going down. You know, <laughs> should have been. We're just having me. a conversation. <laughs> good thing, good I'm thing, intrigued. I think no. Jenna's not here. <laughs> <laughs> talking about some restaurant. I can see it both ways. You know, as far as you know, it does. It shouldn't be. Hey, this is what I I want on there. Let's put it on there without any type of due process. But yeah. at the same time, let's. But I guess I guess so. To so swing hard. back to connect it all back to presidential yeah. powers, I guess a good way to th- to think about like the governor of Missouri mm-hmm. has very similar powers to uh, the president of the United States. His jurisdiction's just much smaller. It's just defined to the state, and he has no power over. Um, he has like limited power. He's got the National Guard power, which was a ballot initiative process. Actually, I I think on the la- a ballot initiative on the last um, in the last Ooh, election. Yeah, I remember that. That, yeah. that gave him that cleaned up our National Guard. Uh, so he actually got the power more streamlined, which everyone was essentially for. The National Guard was for it. Uh, everyone was for it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was like he had the authority to do, instead of having to go through three different hoops yeah. or something like that, he could actually activate it yeah. without anybody else in the way. Yeah. Now, the president has, an or, uh, obviously, his powers have changed since George W. Bush in terms of the military because we used to have, you know, Congress had to declare war. We used to do that. Um, now it's our enemy is apparently terrorists, so we can just terror. Deploy, yeah, terror. We, we can just deploy our military however the president sees fit. Um, I don't know if I knew that. So the president can just say, "Hey, we're going to take this to declare an actual act of war." The Congress, Congress has still has to, has has to, to pass to it. Say yeah. It. yeah, that we are declaring war. However, mission oper- operations and missions are approved by the president. So. Operation Freedom, Operation Whatever, those are not war type. They aren't. They aren't us declaring war on another yeah. sovereign nation. It's a special military operation. It's a special, yeah. it's a special yeah, military like, operation. Like Congress declared war on Afghanistan. They mm-hmm. may have specifically said the Taliban. However, because that that election afterward mm-hmm. or after the because we declared war, I think on Iraq too, on Saddam yeah. Hussein, mm-hmm. and then that was when everyone was like, whoa, 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 you guys made a mistake, kind of thing. And that's when like that's how Obama got. Because he took a stand, I believe, against that war, and he was able to, well, Hillary voted for it. I did not vote for it. John McCain voted for it. I did not vote for it kind of thing. Um, I don't even think he was able to vote for it. I don't think he was even a senator at the time. So he was kind of like, so he's I, like, I didn't vote for yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't vote for it, obviously. Um, don't fact check me on that. <laughs> <laughs> so Biden has the power to put together the special operation to go yeah. after the Chinese spy balloon. Yeah. situation if yeah. you wanted to but to go attack china or declare war on china is an act of congress now yeah. now if like interesting it gets kind of murky i think because like if taiwan were invaded yep then i think he could deploy like our air like a carrier strike force we always have like one over there and i think he could say i don't need congress to defend taiwan because, or japan because we have certain um alliances and certain interests in other countries that we have set up that the commander-in-chief can deploy those resources yes. whenever he needs to. And to another point, the pre- the president does not have the power. He can negotiate treaties, but he does not have the, the but the Senate has to ratify the treaties. So like the Treaty of Versailles after World War One, Congress never or the Senate never ratified it. 
And so that also meant that we never joined the League of Nations. And we we had a separate treaty with the belligerents of of World War One, mm. essentially. And there's there's been a lot there's been a lot of that. Is that's a that's a that's a power of Congress now. Like the president uh, can hand, can nominate uh, judges, things like that, but they still have to be sworn or they have to be um, ratified by the Senate. Go through the whole hell yeah. process of being every single. Thing, yeah. Look under the microscope and people yelling at you in front of Congress and yeah, I just think that process is just stupid. You smoked a doobie back in college and now you're going for a Supreme Court. Seat. I like beer. Well, that, like yeah. see, beer. It, exactly. It never used. It never used to be like that. It's actually. I mean, Joe Biden was actually on the. Um, it got real. The Clarence Thomas one was the bat was the was really the point at which it got bad. But there was, I think it was, is it Bjork, Bork. There was Mork. Whatever there was a judge before Clarence Thomas that was nominated, and his his started his went bad. Uh, the Democrats attacked him, and I think Joe Biden was part of that too because he was on the committee that was overseeing was overseeing those hearings. And then when Clarence Thomas came up, there was um, an incident with um, an aide or something like that. And he was able to get get through it, but then after, really after that, that's when like Mitch McConnell and all all the older Republicans were like, "Well, every time you do that, every time you guys nominate someone, we're gonna do that. We're gonna run them through the ringer." Yeah. And it and it's we're seeing in a point. I mean, our president is what eighty years old. Donald yes. Donald Donald Trump is slightly younger than him. Slightly. slightly. So and then in age, I don't know about yeah. And yeah. then Mitch, you have Mitch McConnell, <laughs> who is body's much younger. Mitch McConnell is right up there too. You yeah. have a lot of these guys that have been there for so, and they're guys. You have a lot of people, guys, that have been up there for so long that they have these yeah. like grudges against each mm-hmm. other, and that's to. I mean, that's term limits. That's a whole nother discussion. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next one. Term limits. Okay. Uh, so. Going back to our topic at hand, back to the El Presidente, um, we did have an outline. We did. <laughs> we, did. we did. So let's start oh, with... Oh, that's right. The AI outline. Yeah, the AI outline. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, Eric, you brought you actually brought paperwork. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want to go through some of that stuff about what is an actual power of the president versus what is the power of Congress? Because Eric likes to be prepared for this kind of stuff. <laughs> Well, you provide the outline, so I decided that I was going to do some research a little bit. Heck yeah. Um, So the first one is, so actual formal powers based on the Constitution. Now, obviously, these have changed a little bit in our, like, 250, 230, whatever, some years. Mm. Um, Take care that the laws be faithfully executed. Nominate officials with Senate confirmation. Hit on that one. Request written opinions from administrative officials. Those are like reports. Fill administrative vacancies during congressional recess. Act as commander-in-chief of the armed forces. Make treaties, but the Senate has to ratify. I'm picturing this as a job description on Indeed right now. <laughs> this is great. Not President final reports on time. <laughs> no, nominate ambassadors with Senate confirmation. Receive ambassadors, which everyone always makes fun of the president for how much like formal state... It's their job. Yeah, like, like state dinners he has. And, you know, I mean, I just imagine like George Washington taking like one of these guys and like, oh, man, I guess we gotta just hang out. Sorry, honey, I wanna be late. Uh, Confer diplomatic recognition on other governments. 
grant reprieves and pardons. We all know that one. Yep. Nominate federal judges and recommend legislation to Congress. So that's the one that I always like bugs me a little bit because he's like, I recommend us doing this. And like Congress doesn't have to listen to what you're saying no. at all. No. Like, actually, like, actually, the president has to be invited to speak mm-hmm. for the State yep. of the Union. It's a yeah. formal invite. Is yeah. that right? They, they, yeah. they could actually not invite him. Yeah. Has, it has that ever happened? Uh, hey, we're going to fact it, check you. We're going to fact check you. I have no if idea. If it hasn't happened, has it come uh, close? Uh, I know I know. President Bartlett was invited every year. Oh, yeah? I didn't know we had a President Bartlett. <laughs> it's a West Wing. It's a West Wing. Oh, oh. West Wing reference. <laughs> Clip that off. Clip, no, 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 no. Cut that it's, out. It's well, in post. Brian, I did not know that either. I'm okay. sorry. I don't, I don't watch presidential dramas. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. So that's not... like one of the best shows of all time. Okay. It truly is. It I didn't, really I didn't see is. I was like, episodes, I figured, okay, maybe there was a President Bartlett back in 18-something. <laughs> like, So I just, I just went on my... Uh, so we've, we've done a couple of episodes about youth sports. I was at a national dance competition down at, at Disney last week. And for the first time ever, went to Magic Kingdom and saw the Hall of Presidents. Oh, really? The Hall of Presidents. Uh, first time? There. And I, I've been to Magic Kingdom. No, no, no. Yeah, Hall of Presidents. Though. Never been in there. When I went during hmm. Trump's administration while he was yeah, in there. And never I been there. Biden's. Now, the one time we were going to go, it was shut down because they were putting the wax figure of Trump uh, in there. Yeah. So I was... That would be probably. I was really, wax. I was really pleased for two reasons. One, it was a really cool story, and at the end, they're going through all the different presidents, and I was mm-hmm. waiting. I was waiting for it when they got to old Donald J. I was waiting for somebody in this crowd just to get up and start yelling. Everybody was reverent and silent. I was like, humanity exists. Yeah. This is wonderful. <laughs> must, but, uh, must have been a bunch of liberals. I, yeah, right. <laughs> but I knew that there was no Bartlett because I was just there. Okay. Yeah. But a, a couple other. Uh, uh, present information on the state of the union to Congress. Okay. Now, another point about that is I believe Thomas Jefferson, I don't think he ever spoke in front of Congress. I think he just wrote it in. Really? Really? Yeah, I think you could write it in or just tweet it, it down in. And I guess you could. <laughs> here it is, guys. Yeah. I got I got to go back uh, over here. Convene and AOC con- reads it or something like yeah. that. <laughs> now, this is similar to what we do um, here, what governors do, convene Congress on extraordinary occasions of like a special session. We, we've had special sessions here and um, all the time, but now that one's probably changed a little bit because they're essentially full-time employees. I mean, they're full-time con- people in Congress are full-time now. They never used to be that way. Mm-hmm. They used to spend X amount of months there and then they would go back to, cause you can't travel back and forth, you know, farm in or yeah. like back to your town and yeah and president adjoins congress if house and senate can't agree and then obviously veto legislations really his his biggest power is that he can veto which then can be overridden by by congress two-thirds two yeah i believe so in yeah, both two is it yeah. two-thirds in both houses yeah mm-hmm. is there um do you know like with so with congress is there a rule that you have to reside in the county or the area that you represent Asking for Josh Hawley. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, you yeah, do. Hawley's in Virginia. <laughs> so, yes, you do. Um, I know, so I, I've interned for um, a congressman, a senator, mm-hmm. uh, when I lived in Indiana. And they did have, like, my the person I interned with for Cong- uh, my congressman that I interned with, he actually lived in, like, his aunt's basement or something like that. I mean... <laughs> People make fun of man of the people. Yeah, I mean, look. and he had his home in in his district. Um, and then the senator I interned for, he used obviously have to live in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, but our one senator, Richard Luger, he got 
I guess in trouble, not necessarily because he he was abiding by, but he like rented an apartment in downtown Indy or something like That's that. That's where I was kind of going. Um, I think Josh Holly does own a home here. Now, I get again something people don't necessarily think about is they're in. You can go look at when they're in session. I mean, they're in session for a significant amount of time. Uh, Congressman. Uh, typically come back every weekend. Like, I, I remember I was out in Maryland for my cousin's wedding, and I saw Ann Wagner on my flight. <laughs> so she was right next to me. She was interacting with someone else. But they typically come home on the weekends. Senators, because obviously it's a six-year term, so theirs is more like long-term thinking. If you've got six years in office sure. and you have a family, uh, your kids have to go to school. Like I'm, that's why I don't necessarily hold it against like Josh Hawley. Everyone wants to say Josh Hawley doesn't actually live here. Yeah. Um, and I know that's been said. That's been said in the past. And I'm like, I get that. But he has a family and he lives in like a young family. Like, yeah. Like a young family you want to be around. Yeah. When you're not working and, and they have to go to school. Yeah. Like. Do you and like it's re- it is pretty hard for congressmen because they they are going they're shuffling back and forth back and forth because uh, obviously it's only a two year term and typically and that's again back to term limits it's kind of a very short too short of a period of time in today's day we should probably extend it to three at least three years because as soon as they win they have to raise money for the next, for the next election one. whereas yeah. senators. They don't. They can wait a couple of years, and some work can actually get done. Whereas, and people are like, "Well, Congress doesn't work." Well, it doesn't work mainly because they're constantly running for office. It doesn't matter who you are, what party you are, you are constantly running for office. And and, and you're also showboating. Like that's what gets me is that these people are like, "There we go." Um, like. You got two years to make your name mm-hmm. known in yep. Congress, and so you're going to do stupid stuff, yell at the president, call him a liar in the State of the Union address, mm-hmm. to try to get your voters riled up so that you can, you know, win your. It's a job. Election. At is the it... end of the day, it is a job. Yeah. Yeah. That they are trying to keep. And, and they're not really. Game. I mean, people are like, "Well, my tax dollars pay for them." Okay, I think they get paid something like 170 thousand. Okay, you cannot afford a home in your district and a home in D.C. I don't think you can afford a home in D.C. on $170,000, mm-hmm. let alone a home in D.C. and a home and in your district. And if you are, um, if it's a two-year term and you lose your next election, what are you going to do with your home that you just bought in D.C.? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't think people. Don't, you know, we all like well, it's my tax dollars going towards paying your salary. When I when they're not doing their job, like if if we have a government shutdown, they shouldn't get paid. I agree with that, but I don't think that we should be saying that all the time when they're actually there working. Now, if they're not ever there, which you, I think there's like a limited amount of days that you actually have to be in Congress, then. You know, whatever. Like, I remember they were talking about Donald, or they were talking about Obama and how many times he golfed or something like that. But no one talks about how much Donald Trump golfed. And I'm like, do you think that they have, like, are you, do you think that they need to work like every single day that they are president of the United States? Right. Like, they are. Yeah. They're clearly working. Yeah. I mean, they're on call. They're like, on call. Yeah, That's they the got, thing. they're on call. Yeah, one of their guys is holding a <laughs> nuclear football in case we're about ready to get nuked. And, While like, they're on the 17th, yeah. they chip out of the sand. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. oh, this part three. Oh man, this is gonna be rough. Like, that was, oh, let me. You know, China just floated a balloon over. Like, oh man. The um, that's enlightening because you mentioned it that things have changed a little bit since back in the farm days where you couldn't travel as much, and I wasn't sure if legislation had ever been rewritten about because 
they're, they're, these are people. And mm-hmm. to your point, mm-hmm. yeah, you need to represent the people in your district. But if you're working in D.C. and you have a young family and the term limits and all that stuff, so well, and and, that's that's true. And a, and a lot for the president's changed. Uh, Grant was poor. Grant had to write his memoirs when he was, like, dying of cancer. And I think it was Mark Twain published them or whatever. Uh, just so when he died, his family had money to fall back on. It took till I believe, Truman to um, where they were, like, where Truman was, like, in debt. He was struggling because he always struggled when he wasn't president. Because <laughs> it was Truman. But um, they actually, Congress had to get involved and be like, we're going to give you some money. Like after after you after your you term out, like we'll we'll give you some money so you're not poor, kind of thing. Interesting, yeah. So so it's, I think it's since Truman they've actually had there's like a fund for for presidents for after because what are you going to do? Where are you going to work? Yeah, exactly. You can't be down at the local store yeah. just yeah. selling and, stuff. And, as and, and again, people are like, well, you know, Bill Clinton and Barack Obama and George W. Bush and all these, all, all they do is run around and they sell their books and they, they do these speaking things. And I'm like, what are you going to do? Yeah. What do you think, like... What they're not going to get into sales? Yeah, like they can't. I mean, I mean, they're handling like nuclear secrets. What you think that they're going to go like work at Walmart? <laughs> like, yeah, you think they're going to be president of Walmart? I don't think so. Yeah, like I don't. In in the knowledge that they have, the access, the you know access that they've had to information, I don't even know if you'd want them in no. out like in the public working another job. Also, those speaking speaking engagements are so lucrative, so good on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Absolutely. Mean, yeah. Do you think can presidents run for office in another position like mm-hmm. Senate or yeah, Congress like or John Quincy Adams, he lost his reelection, I think was with uh, Andrew was it the Jackson and he ended up being Now you're just showing up. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it was John Quincy Adams. He ended up being uh, either a congressman or a senator. I thought he may have even been a Supreme Court judge. So, but yeah, you can definitely do, I mean if you want to do that, you know, I mean like Mitt Romney's a senator now. And he, and but he, he ran for president. Yeah. He didn't get elected. I'm yeah. talking, can Trump run for Congress? That's what I'm asking. Uh, as long as he, sure. as long as he legally gets out of all the problems that he's caused himself, he will. Yeah, that's no, Trump. He's going to get out of it. Oh. So, of the three branches, which one do you think is the most powerful? When I was in eighth grade, my my social studies teacher, Mr. Fisher, uh. yeah, he uh, he was like the judicial branch is the most is the strongest. It's got the most pull. They make the laws. They're I there you were forever. Start talking about your debate. I again. think no. <laughs> yeah. So it, I did debate the death it used to be grade, it used to be Congress. Yeah, and really since I think F, essentially FDR. Even maybe like back to Teddy Roosevelt, they slowly were getting rid of a lot of their power. You can see that what what they did with the um, what was it the Patriot Act under mm. George W. Uh-huh. Bush? Yeah, yeah. Essentially, I mean, they gave a lot of their they kept giving their power away, and but still, they're the only branch that can develop a budget. Um, which is why we haven't had one in a while. <laughs> Develop a budget, pass a budget, fund everything that needs to be funded. Uh, the president can veto that. 
um, the Supreme Court has no jurisdiction over money. And I, and I think anyone that's worked in a business environment knows the person that controls the money yeah. controls the business. Yeah, the economic yeah. buyer. Yeah. Better I mean, if they're if it's an investor, you can make whomever do whatever you want them to do. Mm-hmm. If it's the owner, obviously, that's what it typically is. So you're leaning legislative. It, it, uh, that's, it is. That's where the power's it, at. Huh? It is, and it's like mind-boggling that they can't get their act they can never get their act together but to this point everyone likes their congressman their congressman always has a high rarely do you see turnover and because also most districts aren't very competitive anymore but rarely do you see turnover even like if the same party if there's a primary or whatever um they hate everyone else's. <laughs> They're like, I don't like the guy from West Virginia. I don't like the guy from they Indiana. They just can't get along. Right? Yeah, I don't it's like any of the California fault. ones. I don't like the New York ones. But, man, mine in Missouri, he's a good one. Like, okay. <laughs> so, talked about the budget. Uh, Congress, did you want to talk? You had some other notes about Congress. Uh, so. We kind of hit, hit on Congress. I mean, Congress, that's where the laws are essentially written. I mean, like the president, like last night, because the State of the Union was last night, uh, the president can do like certain executive orders. Um, a lot of that happens to do with how the agencies are run, things like that. But a lot of like what, what con- putting things into law that can't be undone easily, like everyone's like, we need abortion is a good example. Why wasn't it codified into law? Well, because the Supreme Court kind of did that, and no one thought it was going to be overturned. But if it would have been put into law, it would have taken an act of Congress to signed by the president to overturn that. And I think, and that's a good example. All, I mean, any any number of issues. It's it's like in your state too, or in Missouri as an example. Like how many things are going through the Missouri legislature that. They've even threatened a Republican governor that they're going to overturn his veto on, on a lot of things. Like he he pushed for Medicaid expansion to be funded, and it took um, so much like political will to get the Republicans on board to do something that the that the citizens had voted for on the ballot yep. to say we want this expansion. Mm-hmm. We're one of X amount of states that still hasn't done it, and the governor was saying I want. This expansion, and we're like, eh, we're not going to do it because we control the money, yeah. and and a, and a lot of the social issues too. It's it's the same way, um, and a lot of funding for. I mean, if we have like an air, we have our air force base here where the B two Spirit bombers are, where the balloon flew over, um, <laughs> in Callaway, and you know they're playing Callaway. Yeah. You know what? This whole balloon thing. I was out of town. You want to talk about it? Just, just briefly, like. My father-in-law standing at the bus stop with my kids and looks up, and he's like, hey, there's the balloon. Yeah. What are the odds that this balloon is going to come r- The world's a big place. It is. I, well, you, it's you got to be less of a chance of that. No. Well, I mean, no, the, Missouri, ha- you don't know what's Unless in it was being controlled. It, no, well, yeah, you yeah. can't. They did control yeah. it. They controlled it. Yeah. I thought, no, I thought it just got away. No, no, no. no I thought no, it was no. just floating. No, no, no. It strategically went over Callaway. It went all... It went over... Essentially, we're Montana all Montana to South Carolina. Yeah, it went over like some of our most sensitive. But so, it just got caught in the jet stream. 
No. No. No, they actually did. As I'm saying this tongue-in-cheek. Oh, no, okay. It's on video here. Come on. Okay. Yeah. No, I just thought it was crazy. I was like, wow, that's no, Missouri, right over my house. So Missouri, cool. has, Missouri has Whiteman Air Force Base, which has the B-2 self-bombers, mm-hmm. uh, a few of them. Uh, we have several nuclear plants in the state. At Boeing? Uh, yeah. MGA? There's yeah. Callaway County. Mm-hmm. Mizzou actually has a nuclear reactor on campus. Uh, it's for research, but... It is a nuclear reactor. It's nuclear. Um, so, like, Missouri has a lot of resources in our state because we're in the middle of the country and we can go to either side. Some of the states in that line, we have infrastructure so and things set up. Yeah. Was it the, just like a GoPro you think they had strapped to the... Uh, it was a bus-sized GoPro. Yeah, it was three, bu- yeah, three bus-sized GoPro. <laughs> That's how big. Yeah, it was big. It, big. Wasn't, it wasn't this no. small. Three, three bus sizes? Yeah. yeah. Anything yeah. to not use the metric system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's three three bus sizes, and was that like sixty thousand feet? Yeah, yeah. It's like a regular airliner is at like thirty thousand. Yeah. So we own. There's a, there's a debate because there's a debate whether or not we own the space where that the airspace where that thing was at because it was at above our normal flying area above the states. So, you know, do we have the right of that airspace? Technically, some people say we have everything up to space. Mm-hmm. Is, is that is that the U two uh, <laughs> spy aircraft? Argument that we used to yeah. make with the Soviet exactly, Union. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we, no, used no, do, we used to do to other people. That's yeah. why. Is yeah. because uh, no, then we started just making super fast planes like the SR seventy one. Like, oh no, we're just gonna go faster gonna go over faster. here. You can't oh, see us. Yeah. Well, and then and so the, the the problem is the debate that people are questioning is why did it take so long to shoot it down? Because it started over Alaska, went through Canada, mm-hmm. and into our airspace on the mainland of the United States. I'd, I don't think they knew about it until Montana, though. I I heard they knew about it. They knew something was, it was up there in Alaska, though. I thought, I thought the general at NORAD came on so that... that he it, said that for Trump. He said in the Trump administration... Uh, I, were, thought he, I thought he said that for this one, too, that there is a gap that they essentially have been able to exploit. See, I thought that was for the Trump one, and they fixed it. The Pentagon had missed two hot air balloons from Trump's era... Until after they were out of our area. Yeah, because we had because this is the second one under Biden. I thought Trump had three. Yeah, something something like that. Like yeah. it's happened. This isn't the first time. No, this, this is, is the, the first time it's time. gone through the entire middle of the United States. People could see it and put it on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the question is, uh, conspiracy theories. Here we go. Were we trying to hack it? Were we jamming it? Why did we let, let it go across our country for so long? Why do we wait till it goes over the ocean to shoot it down? Were they afraid of? Debris from it. Possibly. That's what they say. That's what they say, dude. They, I don't trust anything. The I'm just asking says. questions. Well, they, not, they said that. Know? They said when they. Sh- I think they're also trying to figure out how are you going to shoot it down because they used the air-to-air missile because if they used a gun, the risk of damaging it even worse. Like you use an air-to-air missile because it's one shot. Yeah. And instead of yeah, and yeah, instead of a burst of bullets to mm-hmm. take it down. And they said that the debris field was like seven miles. I mean, yeah. So I, I mean, if you that. if you think about doing okay. seven miles, say you shoot it down, it, even in Montana. I mean, there are towns and there are people that live in Montana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't think people know. People seem to think that that does not happen. But like, well, in logistics, the logistics of getting an area cleared out of yeah. people, civilians, to shoot something down that could, based on the angle of the missile hitting mm-hmm. it, you know, you have to. It's it's it, miles of of area you have to evacuate while this thing is moving. Yeah, and who knows if it has rockets on it that's going to make it go faster. Well, that's the other thing. Like, how much do you? I mean, how much do we know about it? You know, while it was up there, yeah. what if it did it have 
those capabilities. What else was in there other than surveillance? So, so again, is this the president's responsibility? Because everyone is blaming Biden for waiting this too long. One, th- this one was def- is definitely on him. Okay. Re- whether it was the right choice or not, I mean, he's getting briefed by his generals, which are not going to brief the American public. Well, they, exactly. they had like So it ultimately one, is his decision Yeah, what we're going to do with this thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's generally his decision on on that i mean he's not going to go congress and go hey can i shoot down a balloon from china (laughs) like he didn't go to congress and say hey i'm going to go or obama didn't go to congress and say hey i'm going to go take out osama bin laden trump wasn't like hey i'm going to go to congress and take i think he took out an isis leader yeah Yeah, in syria yeah Mm -hmm. it's like uh no you just normally just do that when the way that you're like kind of painting the pictures and telling the story i'm picturing Biden be like, I ain't going over there. Just take care of business, you know. Or Trump be like, I get it. Yeah, no. Like, because literally, he's probably walking down the hallway and he's like, yeah, We're not going to talk to yeah. these guys. I got. I it. can't fit like the three hundred people in Congress in my sit room. Like, now nah, I got that. For Just that we already know what. <laughs> well, we're I think do. so. One of them, I hate when they keep saying this. They call it the Gang of Eight, mm-hmm. which is like the eight leadership figures, like four on each side uh, of each party. And Do you have the Gang of Eight memorized? No, I don't. Uh, you assume like Mitch McConnell, Schumer, uh, Schumer. Schumer McCarthy, uh, Maca- yeah, McCarthy. It was Pelosi, um, probably. Uh, yeah, but now it's Hakeem Jeffries, and then whomever. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, but there, and I don't even know if the Gang of Eight includes the Senate. I have no idea. Whatever. The, the majority whips and the yeah. minority whip. Yeah. yeah. Whip. Whip. Um. So. They were they were upset that they were not briefed in advance of of what whatever was going. Well, they on. want to be included. Yeah, they want to be included in this. Yeah. But I don't think Obama briefed anybody. Like I don't think he called up Nancy Pelosi. He was like, "Hey, I got a really good idea. I'm gonna go take out Osama bin Laden today. You wanna come watch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and Hillary and Joe were gonna hang out in the sit room <laughs> with went, some generals. Like, no, well, I don't and, think so. And then you had all these like politicians on Twitter posing in their guns and their armor like, oh my god like i heard there's a balloon that needs to be taken yeah out. Was, like, was that was that J- that was like jd vance or whatever yeah he was like, like aiming towards the sky or why something are you wearing like a, that why like, are you wearing a vest yeah what are we doing yeah like oh yeah we're just gonna you're gonna shoot it down with a rifle yeah it's sixty thousand feet i'm sure i'm sure bullets go that high <laughs> people are stupid yeah so economic policy, fiscal policy. All right. So disasters and FEMA. And so here's what I don't. Here's what I want to know. Does the AI look at my crap and mm. put that in there? Absolutely. Probably. Be- because. Oh yeah. Nothing else. That's yeah. a direct question or thing well, about I mean, me. You know. So obviously TikTok told China to tell the AI to tell you <laughs> to put that in there. Wait a second. Hang on. Okay, yeah. Connecting the dots. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Like Spider-Man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, again, like the commander-in-chief of the military, uh, the president is responsible for Department of Homeland Security, Department of Defense, uh, Department of Justice. He is in charge of all those agencies. And if there is a disaster or situation, he has to sign orders to activate certain people. So, for example, if there's a disaster that I get activated for with, with FEMA, I am a civilian. Um, the president has to sign an activation order uh, to activate funds, and it starts a chain reaction of funding and authority to do X, Y, Z under the Department of Homeland Security, under FEMA, to do search and rescue. And so, for example, we'll talk about Turkey. An international call for help went out through the whatever channels, and we have two international teams as part of our FEMA team. 
Virginia Task Force One and California Task Force One, I think. Um, they're on the coast because they can go either direction, right? Um, but we sent both of them because they asked for aid. And so the president has to activate those orders, give us clearance, we become a part of FEMA, and then are able to go out, and then funds are available for us to do the search and rescue, mm-hmm. provide meals for us and supplies while we're on the trips and stuff like that. And I so, think I think this is a good so like we had that flooding here in August last August or whatever yeah and and they declare and the president had to sign to say that we were in that it was a like disaster a, area yeah and I think that this is a good example of when people say like oh government doesn't work kind of thing and like actually government's boring like most of what. Yeah. 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 We're only about an hour and five minutes. Yeah. We'll need some more refreshments, please. <laughs> Most of what government does is very boring. It, it's so like minute. It, it's sitting in committee talking about specific legislation. Like you can watch it at the state level, you can watch C SPAN and things like this, like FEMA. That sounds so boring, like, but there, but it's in place and it's a protection that the that our government provides to you, mm-hmm. and it's like in, the infrastructure bill. That sounds super boring. Like Pete Buttigieg in charge of the transportation department is handling funding for roads. That is like the least sexy thing Yay. ever. Like but oh, necessary. Yeah, but we've got like <laughs> in Missouri alone, we have like three hundred bridges that are like grade D that are falling apart. Yeah, that, the, we got to figure that out. Yeah. Oh, I know. I mean, Chunks of concrete are falling on the highway. While you're driving underneath these stupid bridges, this is not good. No, yeah, but 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 another that, episode. But that it, but it's a bore. It's boring. No one thinks about it. So when these politicians are running for office, when a president's running, like he's not going to go. Like no one's giving President Biden credit for for the infrastructure bill. They're like, well, I mean, that's cool. It's like it's the most money since Eisenhower invested in the interstate system. I saw. I, saw, I heard that last night, and I was like. That's pretty. That's a lot yeah. because Eisenhower made the interstate system. Yeah, that was the whole thing was. Up. And, and we take it for granted. I think. I think we are so almost so comfortable in this country yeah. that we take like Turkey for example. Turkey is like devastated. Yeah, devastated. And, and, and you look at Haiti. Haiti when they get hit by a hurricane, devastated. Mm-hmm. We sit here and we're like, oh man, like another Cat Five is hitting Texas. Yeah, ah, we got this. We uh, got it. We no got problem. it. Our infrastructure's good. We're riding it out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, because spoiled. Yeah, We're I mean, well, we we have it. We have things set up and in place so that when disaster strikes, we have the means and resources to help people out. Now, again, granted, they need to be run properly. Granted, yeah, it, it, hasn't, Katrina. it hasn't always been like that. Yeah. So, no. in every disaster, we on the FEMA side, um, I do not speak for FEMA as a civilian right now, but as we have each. Each disaster, we've gotten better about our responses, about how we search, about what we need to do to search. And and, pe- and people always say, like, use best business practices in government. And it's like that is like a classic example of when we fail at something, let's figure out how we failed, what we can do better next time, and how we are going to implement those changes. And throw money at it. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> um, but, but, it's, but it's things like that. And it's like, yeah, George W. Bush got killed for Katrina. Okay, George W. Bush also during 9/11, his plane didn't have any communication equipment for him to monitor really what was going on anywhere. It's yep. crazy to think about today. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on, Brian, you're back. There oh. you go. Now, now you're good. Oh, it's crazy to think about today. Like, 
a president up being up in the air and basically being oblivious to yeah like they had to land to 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 change things and then go back up and wow. and determine when it was safe finally safe for him to be on the ground and where he was going but it's like we learned from that air force one was upgraded everyone complained about it of course because it was tax dollars going towards something but it's like do you want your commander in chief like disconnected from the world yeah. like no we probably don't want but, that but now and so so now we take advantage because like right now in our fema task force when i go out for search and rescue we have an suv you open the back of the suv it is receivers transmitters uh televisions we deployed like an entire command center so we can send drones up in the air and see the disaster and it's all because of that house well yeah (laughs) it's all because of things that have happened each time we're like well crap we if we don't have the information right away we're not going to be able to deploy ourselves to be um, set up for you know success, and it's all because of we build on each disaster and how we can get better. Yeah, so that's cool. This has been a good conversation. I have to bail out. If you guys got to, you guys continue. But Eric, it's good to see you again. Yeah, good seeing. Let me guess. Got to pick up the girls. Yeah, I got to get the girls. It's a dance night. It's dance night. Always logistics. Where's dance at? It's in Cottleville. Oh, so we'll make it. No problem. <laughs> good luck. Thanks. All right, D. Yeah, see good you, seeing you see again. You. Man. Guys, back on. Yeah. And we're back. And we're back. Derek stepped like out. Hey, look at him. That Jimmy Fallon gif. Yeah. Jeff gif. 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 Jeff. It's a gif. It will always be a gif. So yeah. Uh. Well, we're, we're talking about female. Aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So it. It. Somebody. So last week on the podcast, or last time on the podcast, somebody said something that really struck me. Like. Um. Public, uh, public schools are a public service, and they can't fail. We were talking about mm-hmm. school choice. Yeah. We were talking about all that kind of stuff. And it, it did strike, strike home with me, like, our government can't fail. Like, no. we, can't, we can't have it set up so that something happens and the whole thing falls apart. Like, we depend on it so much for infrastructure, disaster, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, ba- I mean, banking regulations. Yeah. Like, like uh, after the, you know, after the Great Depression, mm-hmm. like... All like the amount like FDIC. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, remember FDIC? That sounds legit." Like, do you know where that came from? Yeah, <laughs> came yeah. from the Great yeah. Depression. Because, because yeah. they, like, the stock market crashed yeah. and everyone lost money. Yeah. So, what do you think when people say that government should be run like a business? I think it, that's almost dangerous to say. Um, in mm. terms of having a budget, I agree. Yeah, you know, we haven't had a budget. I don't. Even, I don't even know. I don't even think Obama ever had a budget. So I think we're talking Bill Clinton era that we had a budget. I didn't even know that. So we we they keep doing these continuing resolutions, continuing resolutions, and that's when they say like, oh, we're going to default on our debt, or we're going to we already when they're gonna, when we have to increase our debt ceiling. Uh-huh. The the argument that we that we that we have like every so often. Um, the problem is we already bought everything. So it's like going to the grocery store and like taking everything and putting it in your car and being like, ah, I'm not gonna pay for that. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. That's it's called stealing. Uh, <laughs> so um, no, I think if you want to say let's run it like a business, let's budget, let's mm-hmm. run it, you know, appropriately. I I agree with that. But what you bus- shouldn't be running it for profit. No, <laughs> what, what businesses do is yeah, they are in it to profit. Um, you shouldn't be profiting off taxpayer or off your citizens essentially right. taxing them. The government has to tax us 
to do things like schools, roads, bridges, um, regulate. You know, like the EPA, which was Nixon, by the way, a Republican. You know, you want safe drinking water. I mean, you need to fund people to make sure that your drinking water is safe. It, I mean, and people don't necessarily think about that because it's it's. Do you think that it's like the sexiest job that like, I'm going to go test drinking water right. in the middle of wherever or what? I've always thought of clean drinking water as something we take incredibly for granted. Yeah. yeah. Now, in that, and that's kind of the in all the regulation behind it. Like if you if you have a water you know, plant, or if you have a plant that, you know, cleans contaminated water or whatever and then puts it back into the river, that has to be regulated to make yeah. sure that they're not doing it improperly, um, whether it's a public, whether it's owned by the government or if it's a private enterprise, you still need to make sure it's being done. And I, I think people lose sight of that, like an, almost an administrative back, things that are going on in the background. Like everyone wants to talk about... Um, you know, crazy issues or issues that will get them elected, like they're going to take your guns away or abortion or things mm. like that. And it's like, actually, well, a lot of that funding is on making sure we're safe, we're educated, mm-hmm. and it's just to the tune of what? Like, in Missouri is a good example. We want to educate our citizens here, yet we are 50th and 49th in teacher pay and mm-hmm. and um, school funding. And they're like, well, we're doing more with less. And it's like, no, at a certain point, you're doing less with, with less, less. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. and I I don't I think people lose sight lose sight of that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just like education is a good example. If you tour schools throughout the state that are clearly underfunded, maybe you would have a different perspective on maybe we shouldn't be 50th and 49th. If you actually mm-hmm. saw how many teachers are leaving, like I think it's one of the school districts is going back from four days a week to five days a week because they were able to figure out their, their funding situation. Like, okay, you, we should be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought it went to uh, four days a week so that kids could go hunting on the weekends. That, at least that was in Warrington. I heard is that was the, uh, that was <laughs> yeah. the running joke. Yeah. Um, so what is your thoughts, Eric, on El Presidente current on his st- Rating so far as a president, um, we, you know, just in general, um, I I have my personal opinions about his policies on foreign policy and other stuff. But what's your what are what's your take as a number one as a Democrat, number two as a um, guy who knows way more about politics than most people? So I think he's done. Most presidents, um, obviously, you don't want to deal with. A crisis like Obama when he was running, he didn't think that he was going to be dealing with the economic crisis that he ended up with. Bush, when he ran, didn't think he was dealing with 9 11, yeah, so quickly into his. He thought he was doing economic things or mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so I think Biden knew he was he had a problem with COVID, and I don't think really, I think what he the vaccines for COVID were developed during Trump. Okay, they were distributed during Biden. I think he handled it about as well as he could. I think Trump probably would have handled it essentially the same. Um, it was it was already in play, like the stuff that Trump yeah. that and, and it's back to the federal government having systems in place to 
to do that. Like the president isn't out there handing out vaccines. Okay, <laughs> he's not saying Grandpa Joe's like this. He uh. normally, you know, their stories about Trump holding back this, that, and the other from re- Democrat governors. I don't know how much of that's true, um, but that's that again that's one area where it's like how much power does the president actually have how much of that is delegated to agencies Hmm. to handle the distribution of that um not to take anything away from joe biden for distributing hundreds of thousands of vaccines but i think trump probably would have done it maybe a little less maybe a little more who really knows yeah um i think overall the economy no matter who was president, was probably going to be on the same trajectory. Um, I think what Joe Biden bring has brought is he's calm, uh, which is crazy considering how many gaffes he has throughout his political career. <laughs> yeah. But I, th- I think that's people are like, well, he's sleepy Joe, or you know, he's not really all there. It's um, Uncle, Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe. But what he, yeah, what he's done is um, essentially done less. Like bent, like said less outlandish things, which rile people up. Um, I think the population as a whole is calmer, um, which is a big thing. I think under Trump, it was a little more. It was definitely more riled up, and that's a lot of what the president actually does. Is like we have we've had inspirational presidents, like we've had Teddy Roosevelt, FDR. Um, JFK, even George W. Bush. Yeah, I was just going to say George early, W. Bush was yeah. it was inspirational um, mm-hmm. in the beginning, and then obviously things kind of teetered out at the end. But even Obama, I mean, Obama was charismatic. Joe Biden's not charismatic. Donald Trump, I don't understand why people think he's charismatic. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's mind boggling. It's a different kind of charismatic yeah. than, you're, than you like. Yeah. And so I, I he's think, a TV star. Is I what think he is. I think Joe Biden was the right president at this time um, to just keep the country to just level it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, there's obviously plenty of politicians out there that probably could have done a similar thing. He gets knocked for his age a lot. Um, yeah, that's what I was like. It just we we got Trump who's older we've got we got biden who's older who's thinking about running for a second term he's gonna be 86 84 like he'll he'll be 86 when he finishes yeah and like that's an old president i don't yeah and and there is obviously when you age everyone ages differently Mm -hmm. um you know you could be in your 40s and you could be like you're actually in your 60s yeah yeah, 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 yeah and i think joe biden is an old 80 some 80 year old i think donald trump's a slightly younger one yeah but you're still talking about someone who's pushing 80 and that that's the problem that's one of the problems with our system is the people that tend to vote are the people that have think they have the most to lose and in terms of the largest voting blocks in the country, they tend to be older. The older you get, you tend to vote more often, more regularly in the primaries especially. Mm-hmm. And so that's why our elected officials don't necessarily represent us in terms of age. And so, like, I always, I always make fun of my parents. Um, you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, you guys got us in this mess. <laughs> you know, my, my parents are my dad's 65 my mom's 
uh, slightly older. And it's I'm like after the the Great Recession, I'm like, you do realize like you were voting for Bill Clinton, you voted for George W. Bush. These are your people. Like this is your age group. You guys were baby boomers. Mm-hmm. The baby boomers have set policy for you know pushing forty years now, and this is where our country is. And we still and we've got Joe Biden in there. And prior to that, we had Donald Trump. Whereas Obama was at least a breath, a breath of fresh air because he was younger, he was energetic. I think that's what Kennedy was to them. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, they had Eisenhower slightly before that, but they, you know, they were there was a large swath of people that had FDR as their president for their entire lifetime. Yeah. Until he until he passed until he passed away at the end of World War II. So, I think he's done. A, I I mean, if you're grading someone, you're looking at probably like a B. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that I think he's done a fair job. I think he's, he's done the job. Yeah, he has done the job as a president. I think the difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, and this is what people don't get, is the president. And this is to our point about presidents. The president is like, if it gets to the president's desk, it's a big problem. Yeah, like we're we're talking like balloon flying over montana problem like this is a problem mm-hmm. um typically all the other stuff is handled below yeah and you have advisors that you rely on and i think joe biden has surrounded himself with competent people i can't say the same thing about donald trump and i and that's my biggest problem with him is or one of my biggest problems but he surrounded himself with people and you could see his turnover was so high because then he fired them as soon yeah. as he, as soon as they went against him. Yeah, and 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 that's the biggest and that, and that's a huge problem. Like normally, your chief of staff lasts maybe two years. I mean, that's a tough job. Um, Joe Biden just lost his chief of staff uh, just retired. Clean. Yeah. Okay. And so turnover at chief of staff isn't that big of a deal um but it's everything else like you should not be continually replacing all these positions the way that donald trump was and to me that is a huge red flag like you look at a business we're comparing businesses to um your um to the government like if you want to run it like a business do you want your business to be turning through people constantly no that's actually the worst thing you could be doing especially at high level positions and, and not only that but trump had acting uh, heads of departments which i found out towards the end of his presidency because i was looking that up why does he have so many acting directors it's because like there's certain things that they can't do as an acting director and yet these people are in that position for mm-hmm. like almost the entire administration as an acting director yeah. because they they couldn't challenge his authority as an acting director because he can just immediately fire them whereas a a full appointed director has more protection well that's like the he he had his acting attorney general at Mm -hmm. the very end yeah essentially was the one that like stopped that stopped a lot of what he was thinking about doing um was it bill barr before bill barr jeffrey rosen yeah it was after bill yeah it was after bill barr retired Hmm. or quit quit (laughs) But and I mean again, do you want your business to turn over? Do you want your government to turn over? Because you know, changing new jobs, even if you've been the level below, I mean, it takes like six months 
just to, to learn something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you want do you want that level of turn? And I think that's what Joe Biden has brought is again calm. You have people in, that are competent. I'm not saying everyone in the government's good. We've got what like two three million people employed in the federal government, mm-hmm. and we don't even have enough. Like everyone's like, well, we don't have enough IRS agents. Or we have too many IRS agents, and I'm like, no, that whole department's been underfunded. Mm-hmm. Like, they, you actually need more. You need more EPA. You need more OSHA to make, like, those people are the ones actually enforce all, all the stuff mm-hmm. that protects us. Yeah. Well, then you have people running with the whole thing about, like, oh, there's 87,000 new IRS agents, mm-hmm. and it's, it's kind of a myth. Or it's, it's at least misleading to say that they're... Hiring eighty seven thousand. Do you know what a wait time for the IRS is if you call in? You're looking at like twenty four hours. They just stop call. They they just. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I, and this is me. I bought a. I just bought a suppressor for a rifle. Eight months for the ATF to approve my application mm-hmm. before I hear back whether I got approved or not. It's eight months. And you know what people complain about passports. Mm-hmm. Government provides you with a passport. Actually, every country. In the world, the Fed, their government has to provide do passports. That's like one of the first things they set up. Like if you have like a, re- a regime change, yeah. it's like, oof. I mean, that like legitimizes you if you can do a passport. Um, and and people people don't think about that. It, it sounds so like mundane. It's like the post office. Mm-hmm. Like oh god, the post office lost our mail. Like you know, well, I'm, you know, maybe if they were properly fund, if they were properly funded, if they were allowed to operate more like a business, mm-hmm. they wouldn't lose money. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so who do you see on the horizon for the next presidential run? You think you think Uncle Joe's going to run again, or do you think the Democrats are going to be like, eh, it's time to retire? So. Uh, Brian, you want to step in on this one? Well, too? I think there. I mean, just my own thought is, I think that he will run again. Um, I think that, at least from the very, I guess, little that I've dug into it, is I don't think they want Kamala Harris running. Um, but do you think? Do you think the Democrats are going to let him primary, or do you think they'll primary him out? I, I, but the thing is with the political cycle, is even in you know as we're in February of 2023, so much changes in such a quick time. Like mm-hmm. I remember when um, the whole Afghanistan <clears throat> thing happened, um, I was reading about people saying, "Oh, this is going to sink Joe Biden's reelection chances." Well. Nobody talks about that anymore. Like it's it's so far mm-hmm. off the radar now uh, because the political cycle, the political news cycle, is so quick. So yeah, I think it's you know he had this, which this is again mind-boggling, but you know he had these classified documents as homes, and this is like you know. Donald Trump had classified documents at his home. Mm-hmm. Mike Pence has classified documents at his home. Everybody has like, classified documents. You know, uh, Hillary Clinton's emails. Well, Donald Trump's mm-hmm. he had he had um, people he had family members mm-hmm. that were using their personal email too. Uh-huh. I'm like, do any of you people know how to follow proper protocol 
I mean, you you have military people coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had a single classified document, whether it be my schedule, what, which they haven't come out to say what it is. Like, a lot of presidential schedules are classified. Um, if that got packed in, obviously, whatever. After after he does that schedule, is it really? It's meaningless essentially, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really matter. It said classified on it, uh-huh. and you have these people, and that's where I'm like pounding my head on the wall i'm like you guys can't figure out how to handle how to separate personal and work emails it's not that hard i have like five email addresses it's literally not that hard to manage every single one in the lane that it's supposed to be managed if you have classified documents this is i mean it was a trump trump's problem was that he didn't cooperate i don't care what anyone says he did not cooperate Mm -hmm. the fbi said Hand it over, and he said, "Nah, I'm not going to." Did you hand everything all over? Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Like, we're you're still we're still missing things. Yeah, and and that's where it, like irritates me um, when they're when people try to com- compare because like, no, Donald Trump did not. He did. He. It's like um, it's like a co- it's like mm-hmm. when a college basketball or football team gets in trouble for violations. Mm-hmm. It's like deny, deny, deny. That's like Donald Trump's go-to is deny, yeah. deny, deny. Mm-hmm. And, and Bill Clinton's. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, that's that's what they do. They deny. Exactly. They say they don't do it. They say that is their job is to say, I didn't do it. Yeah. Every president, every politician yeah. is deny, deny, well, deny. And, and they were like, I saw all these, you know, the, the Jim Jordans and the Ted Cruz's of the world tweeting out like where's the fbi raid on joe biden's home it's like well trump I mean, trump didn't cooperate yeah that's why well, there the, wasn't there wasn't due cause or whatever well right? there, there, yeah. there there wasn't yeah. a raid <laughs> joe biden opened the door <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to raid someone's house if they're like yeah dude just go to my house in delaware yeah. go to my house go Open to my the garage yeah go to my other house you know you you guys have fun my lawyers are there what have you yeah. um it, it, but it's like you, these people not to sound like an ageist or anything, but I'm like, they clearly don't understand how to handle basic communication, sensitive information, and that's where I'm like, like, you know, you you handle all all, all of these documents, and I and I understand that all my GoPros are dying. Oh yeah, yeah. So we got one, we got one video, and it's me. So I'm gonna go ahead and turn that to you guys instead of me. <laughs> so I'm not gonna. Okay, there's Eric. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You also have to edit this part out. Probably. Yeah. Or I'll just leave it. Oh man, now I'm on video like full time. Here you go. Now you're on video. Brian. This is awkward. This is just now we're just seeing a door. Listen. It's our first video. Really? You know what? High tech stuff here. Maybe the last ten minutes of the video is yeah. gonna be us just staring at the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. All right. No, but I I think it's. I almost feel like you need people that think a little differently. Um, you definitely need to figure out how to handle your classified documents as a, as the government. Mm-hmm. Like check them out. You have military people that are like, if I had one document, I'd be in huge trouble. Mm-hmm. Let alone two, three, four, five, what have you. Um, however much each person had, mm-hmm. and they—I mean—they're not packing their own things. I understand that. You know, mm-hmm. they move out so quickly that mm-hmm. that happens. I get that, um, but they shouldn't just be mm-hmm. lying about. Yeah. But I think in turn, I mean, Joe Biden's done a fair job. I think he's done what he 
almost what he said he was going to do when mm-hmm. he ran mm-hmm. was he brought a calm demeanor when even during the debates with Donald Trump he acted calm where Donald Trump did not act calm mm-hmm. and was acting like Donald Trump and mm-hmm. I mean that's fine mm-hmm. but in terms of the future I he's going to run again you think I, so okay so you think so unless there's something that happens in the next year or so i think he's gonna run what they'll probably do is they'll probably release medical information saying that he's healthy this and the other Mm -hmm. to prove to the public um now he wouldn't be the first president if something happened in office like reagan arguably towards the end had cognitive issues had issues um um wilson definitely did his wife essentially ran ran a lot of the the country when he during his towards the end of his term and but i think he'll probably run again the democrats will probably let it happen because i don't know if they have a stable of candidates ready to run Mm -hmm. you know you've got they've essentially pushed kamala to the side i'm not sure why uh i don't know why joe biden has seemed to treat her the way that he has because Obama did not treat Joe Biden that way. Is there a chance that there's a different running mate in 24? Um, it depends. I think what they're going to do, they'll probably keep her on on the ticket unless unless she tries to run for president in the primary. I don't think she, I don't think I think she's stuck. Okay. Yeah, I I think she's stuck. I don't know she was put in charge of the immigration issue. I don't know why she wasn't able to run with it. it. Just kind of, I don't know if she was, if her if her hands were tied by the administration, by what have you. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're a podcast in the middle of Missouri, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> we're we're not your most reputable source no. of information. Right. These are opinions. But, but just ba- <laughs> just based on who they put out in front. Um, you would think that they would put her more out in front. They would have her maybe maybe doing talk shows or something like that. Mm-hmm. They have Pete Buttigieg, who is from my hometown. Actually, he's from... Mm-hmm. He's not originally... No, actually, he is. So he went to my high school. He's from my hometown. He was my mayor. Um, I actually worked on his first mayoral campaign for a, a little bit. Uh, they have him out there a lot, and he's younger. He's smart. And... He's always crossing over to Fox News. Yeah, to- and, and he—I mean—that's the—he's very personable. He's very—I said—he's smart. He's very knowledgeable about all the issues. He's very articulate. Uh, he and he—the way that he talks doesn't make you feel like you're wrong or you're mm-hmm. stupid, which which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be shocked if he was almost like lined up mm-hmm. to be to be uh, the next person in. If something happens to Joe Biden, if something if Joe Biden decides to drop out or not run for re-election, I wouldn't be surprised if if he jumped into the race. Mm-hmm. I don't know personally what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, running for president, he's got a young family. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, Obama, Michelle Obama's talked about when she when they were running how hard it was on the girls. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got you've got kids. And they are they're in school. You're campaigning. Your spouse is expected to be on the campaign trail. Um, you lose eight years of your family. Yeah, yeah. So who's who's going to uh, win the 
the mutual destruction contest between Trump and DeSantis. See, there's a few other Republican candidates out there that are looking pretty good. I I wouldn't be so there's so there's Sununu from New Hampshire. I think he's the governor of New Hampshire. There is Hogan from Maryland. Uh, he's a good. He's pretty uh, moderate. Mm-hmm. I, I guess if the Republicans were smart, which I'm not saying they're not, but mm. <laughs> but if they were, I mean. They're not going to push Donald Trump out of the party. They they can't. They're going to lose too much of yeah support. Because then he runs as an independent. And- yeah, and it's going to turn into a Theodore Roosevelt or a Teddy Roosevelt uh, situation where you split the Republican ticket or you sp- the Republican vote, and then mm-hmm. the Democrat just wins walks, in a landslide. Walks in, yeah. Yeah, that's how we got Wilson. So you can thank the Republicans for that. So I've also heard of Tulsi Gabbard. She ran as a Democrat as a president uh, candidate last year and then she's now left the democratic party and is an independent she would be putin's choice why you say that she was she's always on tucker carlson Mm -hmm. like kind of on that side of things and i just i can't align myself with anybody that i I think the quicker people realize that 20 the 24-hour news cycle and the news channels that cater to that as their mm-hmm. business model are not in it to give them all the knowledge that they need to make an informed decision, mm. the better this country will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 actually really sad. I mean, if you if you just watch Fox News, or Newsmax, MSNBC, or CNN, mm-hmm. or whatever, whichever business or whatever channel you watch, I mean, you're missing out on. You can look at the same article or the same piece of information, you know, the balloon over, written by five or six different newspapers or or news outlets, and how they even just their their title skews your will automatically skew your opinion of mm-hmm. of what that is, mm-hmm. and I mean that's another podcast that you're doing. So. Yeah, exactly. Social media <laughs> and the news cycle, so. All right. Uh, so, yeah, basically get out and vote. That's I think this is a podcast that says the president has a lot of power. Um, and he's very he's not always to blame for stuff. He's not always should be taking credit for stuff either. But basically uh, get out there and vote and um, become part of the uh, do your civic duty. And yeah, and vote, it's, so. it's not as bad as it as people want you to think it is. And it's not as great as you may think it is. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, on down the road, we've got Mr. John Kalen coming on for school board for Winsville School District, uh, interview with him. And then we've got, um, got the L Pre- president, got the school board. We have another school board candidate, which is uh, David B. Um, he'll be coming on too. And I actually have a interview coming up with a friend of mine, on 2A and the ATF's new pistol brace ruling uh, rule that they just put out and how it affects uh, gun owners. So that's something I'm going to be actually doing with him here pretty soon. So that'd be my Republican conservative people. (laughs) You know, so... I, I always like to remember people that during the last election, the Democrats probably owned more guns than the Republicans in, oh, this, probably. in this county. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming in, Eric. Appreciate it. Uh, Brian thanks. and then Derek, wherever you're at. Until next time, man. See you. All see right. You. See you all later.